that's one of my favorite cases is is when is looking at a one star review that for me is actually gives it gives the impression of a five star rating, right? It's a it's a one star rating that creates the impression of five star. You're like I'm the opposite of this person, if and they hated it, so I'm gonna love this. Scotch. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Coffee with Butterscotch. <laughs> you, sound, you sound confused about this. <laughs> I don't know why I read, I, I read the wrong line. For some reason. All right. Here we go. Here we go. It's been, it's been a chaotic morning. Uh, all right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 315 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the Game Dev Comedy Podcast, Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm a chromatic aberration. I'm Sam, and my Mac is new. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today's June 9th. 2021, dunk on everyone. And before we get started, we have a warning. There's going to be profanity in this show. So enjoy that. It'll probably be us screaming at audiovisual equipment. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And also, we would like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. They went over there, let us grab their money. We got Sam a new microphone, and now we are filled with regret. (laughs) So... uh, So we'll we'll probably talk about that. We won't hear it. I should also mention, because we... We haven't mentioned it in the other prior episodes, but I bought the domains uh, coffee no, and butterscotch.coffee, which both oh. take you right to the, the podcast also. I'm not sure it's you know more memorable or better than podcast.bscotch.net. I don't know, but it does exist mostly for fun. So I just wanted to just wanted to throw that out there into the universe because we probably won't really otherwise announce it because there's no reason to have it except that it's fun. So go ahead. Things that exist are sometimes better than things that don't exist. Yeah. Not always. Not yeah. always. Uh, all right. We've got a couple of life things to talk about today. And then I think we're, we'll just get into some questions. And we actually have a very relevant question uh, that we will hit to sort of what's happening right now. All right, well, before we go to questions, I want to talk a little bit about speaking about this. I want to talk a little bit about chaos. Okay, so uh, so you know how every now and then on the on the podcast we were like, every problem is a structural problem, mm-hmm. right? We've we've kind of gotten into this idea uh, because of DevOps, where we kind of realized that like you could be working toward the same outcome and doing what seems like generally the same things. But the way that you structure the rules and kind of like the processes by which you do those things um, totally changes the outcomes. It totally changes like everything that happens along the way. So our internal example is the idea of like orienting toward being able to do continuous deployments of our games changed everything about how we maintain our games, about how we develop our games, how we test them. It increased the quality of our games and and, like we get to make more stuff. Yeah, we get to make more stuff that's higher quality while working less, but also working more on the things we want to be working on, right? And it was all because we just made this one structural shift. Um, and and you kind of hear this in general when talking about like even dieting. People say like, well, the most important thing for dieting is is to uh, not have junk food in your house, right? Like you need a structural change to your environment so that so that you are responding to your environment because you're always going to be responding to your environment. Yeah, well, and actually, a lot of tricks right. are like that for things like dieting too, because it's like use a small plate, you know. Because if you have a big plate, you always feel like you got to fill it up, you know. And and we're yeah. really bad at estimating volumes, and so so do you, especially volumes on a flat surface, you know. Uh, so just get small plates. Yeah, there, no there are a lot of, a lot of a remarkable number of tricks for just like 
quality of life improvements or just some sort of structural. Yeah, because legit, like normal dinner plates are really big, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're also could, between a small one and a big one, like because it's 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 changing an area. You know, yeah, right, and that's also a thing. Like, you don't know how much how much of a difference that is. You have no if you what, take two plates what, of two different sizes and one's bigger, you have no idea how much bigger it is. It's more than this you is think. like the uh, the medium versus the large pizza, right? Like, because a medium yeah. pizza is like twelve inches and a large is fourteen, but the large is twice the size. <laughs> yes, yeah, right, yeah, something like that. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it is. Uh, yeah, and so so there's all these like so you wouldn't think like should I should I get a medium pizza or should I have twice as much pizza? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Like you would you would never decide like should I get a medium pizza or two medium pizzas? That seems crazy, but it seems fine to go. No, let's get a large, but it's the same damn yeah, thing, right? Go, yeah, meet in the middle. So, <laughs> yeah. So these are so there's all these like structural things uh, like that it, it inform what you do and how you feel. Right. And that's something that I think about a lot as a game developer, because also our job is to create structures that change how people feel, mm -hmm. right? Like we manufacture emotions through contrived scenarios. That's our whole job. And the reason that that is a job is because people don't get to decide how they feel. Correct. Right. You can't just be like, I'm, I want to be sad today and just be sad. You know, you don't get to just be happy. You're, you are happy or sad because of a bunch of stuff that is largely outside of your control, either internal structures in your mind, external structures around you, or more likely both of those things working in combination in, in some way. Right. And so it's got me thinking a lot about determinism. Mm. Okay. Which is this idea that, that, or it's a question of like, is everything predetermined? Right. If, if the stuff that you do, is a response largely of external structures and internal structures, both of which you didn't really decide or don't really have a lot of control over, right? Um, then are your actions, you know, predetermined? Um, Even if you had full control over all of them, are your actions still predetermined? Are your actions predetermined? And I'm, star I'm starting to think actually, yes, okay? Because everything, and, and I think it's easy to think like, uh, it can't be because like things are so complex. Like the human brain is incredibly complex, right? So I've been reading this book about, about chaos. Uh, it's called Chaos Making a New Science by James Gleek. I'm only like 10% of the way into it, but it's just blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, because, because the idea of a chaotic system is a system that is fully deterministic, meaning Very everything that- to minor changes. Right. Every single thing that happens is because of the previous thing that happened, Right. But but things are also interdependent. So you can't really predict what's going to happen, but it was always going to happen that way. So he talks about the example of why in physics you disregard friction when talking about speed and acceleration. Because your speed is affected by friction, but the amount of friction that you produce is determined by your speed, right? So if you take everything into account, and then also it's like, okay, well, what about air resistance? Okay, well, that also changes depending on your your speed and other things, right? And so this is why so, and most advanced like modeling of things is is simulations, not they don't use a formula anymore. They can't use a formula because yeah, they have to just simulate it. And of course the simulation only goes to a certain level of precision, right? And so and this is also why, you know, we we can generally kind of tell you what the weather's going to do today, but with some percentages, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't know what it's going to do because because the weather is made up of it's like a, it's like kind of like when you pour cream into a cup of coffee, 
right? And you can see it kind of turning around. It's a fluid, right? Because like the atmosphere is a fluid. And so uh, the end result is a combination of how every sort of molecule interacted with every other molecule, like temperature, movement, pressure, all that stuff. And so you don't really, you couldn't say like, here's what the swirl is going to look like in my coffee cup 10 seconds after I pour the cream in, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are so many things that influence that. Except like that is what it looked like 10 seconds in. It, that was always what it was going to look like 10 seconds in. But you can never know that that was how that was going to be. Right, right. right? So, so chaos theory comes down to this idea of – they call it sensitive dependence on initial conditions, which is that everything is deterministic, but it's also completely unknowable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've just been thinking about this a lot because you know I, I did the, the design by chaos talk in, at GDC about how we designed Crashlands. And at the time, we were leaning like really heavily into this mindset of like plans and planning are generally kind of pointless because you can't know the future, right? And I still kind of stand by that in a in a vague way. I don't think plans are pointless. I think what plans do is they change your initial conditions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. They change your they change the starting point that you're going to kind of like spiral out to. Yeah, a plan um, always changes the outcome. Right, it's true. The plan changes the outcome because you're changing the initial conditions. Yeah. And also, just like a weather forecast, they don't say like, here's what the weather's going to be in the next 10 days and then just never update the forecast. They keep reexamining the data and they keep updating the forecast, right? Because you can you can generally predict the next couple of things that are going to happen to some level of accuracy, right? So like if I, I can say, I'm going to pour cream in my coffee and it's going to make a swirly pattern. Mm-hmm. Like I can definitely predict that level of outcome, but I don't know any specifics about how that's going to look, right? So the same thing goes with our game designs. We've been seeing this, you know, we've always seen this with our game designs. Uh, but like with uh, with Crashlands 2, right now we're working on some build mode stuff. And Sam put together this really deep uh, document about like, here's all the different things that we need to, that we need build mode to do. Here's how it's going to work. Here's the controls. Um, and then we started building it. And one of the, immediately one of the first things that happened is we ran into some like, a difference in in how the controls worked compared to what we expected, and then all of a sudden we had to reexamine the entire plan, <laughs> right? And that and that reexamining is then going to change the next part of the plan, which is going to change the next part of the plan. And so it's it's that but like the reason you set out to do it in that way was because of the plan. because of the plan. So had you not had the plan, yeah. you may you or may not happen. have run into the same problem and had a, a similar outcome, but it mm-hmm. definitely wouldn't yeah. have been the same outcome. Yeah. But yeah, and that, well, that's and that's the wildest part because one of the best quotes from this book so far was talking about how how uh, doing like trying to to influence the outcomes, whether it be like trying to seed a cloud to change the weather or coming up with a game design plan in order to make your game right um, is like it's like shuffling an already shuffled deck of cards, right? Because you're you're getting a different result now than what you were going to get, but also you don't know what you were going to get. Mm-hmm. So you don't know whether the different result is better or worse. It just you can just say that it's different, right? Which is fucking wild. Yeah, yeah but unless I, you can do experiments, which you can't. You can't do when you can't A/B test. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, because we experience time, you know, linearly, right? Yeah. And so like we, you can do a thing and think like, I hope that was the right thing, right? Um, and you can also, you can also say based on what your goals were, like whether the outcome you got was good, right? You don't know whether it was better. Yeah. But it's fine to say like, yeah, that was good. I think like, I think it's good where we ended up. The more chaotic a system is, the more true it becomes that you 
can't tell what your influence is on the system because it all as actually allows you to do with how far you look into the future, right? Um, because also a thing, a, a change that you make now, even if you, even if it's biasing the deck in a particularly good way, right? And you have evidence to believe that's true, and the outcome is consistent with that, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, that doesn't mean that that didn't set you on a trajectory where five years from now a different decision gets made, right? Or a different yeah. thing happens that otherwise wouldn't have happened, right? Because you did the first thing. Because everything is thing. everything is self-referential. So it's like the friction and speed thing, right? Like by making decisions, you change the the outcomes in a way that changes your decisions going yeah. forward. So it just keeps looping back. Yeah, and then the very and then like in the long term. So so for for an individual decision, if it if you're if there is some way for you to bias the the deck, right? By by your actions, for an individual. For the outcome of that of that one thing, um, sometimes you actually can say like, "Oh yeah, this was this did something. This was like this was the right move, right, to get that outcome." But if you then try to bring that out, right, and then ask like, "Okay, was that the right move though?" Like for the long term. So say say like say you're trying to optimize for the long term viability of your company, like we are, right? Uh, now let's say we get a great business opportunity, right? And so we design towards that. We we take it. We like we we uh, we negotiate the crap out of the deal. Like it hit everything that we think is the most important. We feel great about it. The deal goes great. The game launches. It does like everything goes really well, right? But then for some reason, something about the fact that we did that deal, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe that company gets associated with something really bad, right? <laughs> maybe maybe they maybe they botched something downstream, right? Maybe we missed something in the contract that like, or they just go bankrupt and they can't actually pay what was agreed or something or exposes us to a lawsuit in some weird unexpected way or who knows what. Right. Uh, uh, But some of that stuff could be, even if even that kind of stuff is still proximal because the, because there could be things that happened 20 years after that. Right. Uh, That because that thing went really well and went the way that it did, um, the world changed, right. It was, it's on a trajectory it otherwise wouldn't have been on. Um, And basically every outcome after that is a result of that thing. Right. Yep. Like where yeah. we end up living, you know, it's like where we end up living in, in 20 years, like the, the, uh, the houses we're in, like what our, what our significant others are doing. Um, and, uh, and like in every single decision that we make about like, what games are we making next? Blah, blah, blah. All of those things are impacted by any one decision, no matter how big or small. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so there's no way to gauge the final outcome. Cause and this is probably, this is probably also why so much of what people have to unpack when they start going to therapy is their childhood. Yeah. Mm. Because like, that's your, that's your initial conditions, right? And like, because of chaos theory, it's this compounding, everything that happens is a compounding consequence of the prior thing in a self-referential way, right? So like the stuff that happens to you early in life is always going to affect every other thing that happens later in life. Yeah. Well, and it's the, true for any the, moment, right? Because you can change it for any, any moment, moment yeah. along a timeline and say, okay, this is this is my new initial condition because the core yeah. there is once you know the condition, you can map it, then now the, you're trying to predict the future, right? So you can choose any moment as – You can choose any moment, but at the same time, if you say like, okay, starting now, now at age 30, and I'll start like mapping mm-hmm. out stuff – but where you are at 30 is still completely dependent on where you were – 
for the past 30 years, right? Yeah, but, that's, all I mean, yeah, but, but the, the fact that you were born at all was also – so, I mean, you can chase that all the way back to the, you know, the birth of the universe, right? So Exactly. The, which is the actual initial condition, right? Um, after that – It's like, not wild to think because like in – so the universe is 13 billion years old and it was just like a scattering of, of like atoms and shit, right? A and very like, violent one, but yes. And like if we think about <laughs> it in like the you know cream swirling in a coffee cup scenario, right? 13, 13 billion years later, here we are. You were always going to be the outcome of that. Whoa! The thing that the thing that you could never predict, and it seems like luck, I right? Mean, it is luck, but it but and is it, it what is, but also like it was always going to happen. Mm. It was uh, it was unpredictable completely, but it was always going to happen like that, which is fucking wild to me, right? And I think like this also gets into weird stuff about like about per, like personal responsibility and free will, you know, uh, which we could talk about another time if we want to. But you know, this is the whole idea of like uh, you know optimizing for the day to day, optimizing for the present, etc. Where it's like, okay, yeah, if you want to if you want to be dieting more effectively, get the junk food out of the house. If you want to go for runs and stuff, then before the day comes that you have to go for a run, you have your clothes set out and everything ready to go. Because it's actually almost like that that planning and that preparation phase drives the behavior that you really want at the moment that you really want to have it, right? And so that's kind of where the focus yeah. needs to go. What I, I mean, what I love about this is that like your desire to change the future is a is a guaranteed thing to happen because of the past, right? Like like you saying like, you know what? I'm going to start running. I'm going to put on my clothes and I'm going to do this stuff, right? Like let's say somebody's listening to the podcast and they heard you say that and you're like, you know what? I am going to do that, right? And like they're not changing the future. It's just that this inflection point in their life trajectory was always part of the plan, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually I <laughs> – Which I, they're I doing – they're, I take a completely doing, different framing on this because because you're you're thinking about how like how the future is basically deterministic, right? Because this idea like, well – Things will happen away. That's what's going to happen, right? So, so yeah. therefore, that's like that's just what's going to happen, right? Because the way that I think about it is actually in reverse, which is which is things happened, right? And mm-hmm. they they happened in a way that can't happen in any other possible way, right? Uh, the future is still strictly unknowable, mm-hmm. right? It, just, it is, and Agreed. so yeah. and sure, when when we ha- once we've gone through the future, we'll look back and see what happened, right? And be like, well, I guess that's what happened, right? Because that that was that that is what did happen. That's right? what happened. It can't be something else that happened, which is there's only one way it could have done it, right? Uh, and so, so the way that I like to think of it as as basically having a billion branches in front of you, right? It's like it's almost like you have like a like a ring that you're like running across a bunch of ropes that are like kind of spread out, you know. And as like you're running across, like you turn them into one cable, you know, as you go. So it's like you've got this infinite possible future in front of you which is chaotic and unknowable, right? And you're racing along this this like thread where you're you're collapsing all of those possible outcomes into one, mm-hmm. right? And but every decision you make is it it's like you jumping from the from that ring onto a different path and like all this kind of stuff as things are collapsing, right? And like and what possible paths there are constant are change every instant, right? Every every moment that it moves up to that next spot everything changes again, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it, I, mean, I think I think it is what, I think it is just one rope. It's just that it has so many it's made of so many strands. Um cuz like you you just can't know all of the different things that are going to happen at all the different moments of your future to influence what your actions are going to be. So think about like Sam's float trip. What if what if before they got on the bus, one of his buddies was like, 
oh, wait, hold on. I got to go grab my hat. I like ran to his car, took two minutes to grab his hat. So that family that was stuck in front of that pillar thing maybe would have dislodged themselves in that two minutes. Oh, yeah. And all Sam would have seen is like, oh, there's like a dinghy down the river. And there would be no story and Sam wouldn't have almost died and he would still have his shirt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but you would never have known that. Right. And so like – And then 10 years from now, that shirt saves his life when another alligator tries to get him and it gets caught on its teeth. <laughs> and it gets caught on his shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And so so it's weird because like, yes, things did happen that way. Um, but also they they were going to happen that way. No, and they it's not It's not that there that's, were a huge that's, divergence. That's the point that I'm making. There's, I, think, I think you can easily take either approach. And I, and I think how you do it dramatically frames like – what that means to you, right? Because you can you can you can interpret it as okay. Well, things were always going to happen this way, right? Uh, or you can look, or you can look back and like just say that's how things happened, right? Because it doesn't it doesn't matter, right? Because of the fact that if it, if it is true that time moves actually in a direction, which as far as we can tell seems to be true, right? Then it's the it's basically time is this thing that that's that's crunching possibilities, right? Just constantly, and it's and it's collapsing them into one state. Um, but while things are unknowable, it doesn't make sense to say like things are going to happen a certain way, right? Things will happen, will have happened in one way, right? The probabilities will, yeah. will be collapsed as we march through time. Well, this uh, but is how they're going stuck. to collapse though, like you could, sure, you could say like, because once they're collapsed, one thing will have happened, therefore it's ter- deterministic, right? And, uh, which is, you know, true, but, uh, but so, well, well, I think it's, yeah, well, that's exactly it. It's so right. Because, because if you, for example, like the decisions that you make are a consequence of the things that you have heard, the things that you know, the things that you don't know, the things that are around you, the things that everything, like the, it's everything up until now. Right. Right. The decisions that you make is just, yeah, it's, it's the culmination of every conceivable thing that's happened to you up to that moment. Right. And so, um, so if you decide like, hey, I'm going to start exercising and, and running and stuff, like, good. And it doesn't really matter whether or not you made that decision because of some deterministic thing. Like, it doesn't matter whether there's free will. Like, you're still doing that, and it's to- it's good that you're doing that, and it's fine, right? Yeah, well, to me, because this, this is what the whole idea of, like, it's going to be a certain way, and, like, this means you don't have free will. Like, to me, it's just like, it, it's a nonsensical Well, no, I, I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't really matter. No, and, and, I, and I agree, yeah. but I'm also saying that doesn't make sense because I think that's actually more important because it's, it's, it's one thing to say like, oh, yeah, you don't have control of your life, but that's okay, right? And it's another one to say the idea of you not having free will because the past is a collapse set of probabilities, you know, it doesn't make any sense because that means that you – because the whole point of all of this is that the thing that happens is what dictates the future, right? Choice is – choosing a thing that happens, right? And yeah, like the things that are that you're exposed to depend on your current conditions. They depend on the past that's collapsed behind you, right? Uh, but and and sure you can say that like the the circumstance you're in is what causes you to make that choice. But that's just what making a choice is, you know? Yes, like, exactly. So yeah. like but but when you when you're talking about probabilities though, something I wonder is, is because like so let's say let's say there's a 15% chance it's going to rain tomorrow, right? Like all that really means is based on the information we have, we think that there's a 15% chance it's going to rain tomorrow, right? Because like either either it will or it won't, and that's that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And when it does, it does. So there was no so there was no probability about it. The probability was us guessing about what was going to happen. Well, no, it's because not, probability probability doesn't apply to the past because 
probability is for a collection of possible outcomes, right? The past is one outcome. Mm-hmm. Probability is not a concept you can you can tie to that. So it doesn't. So what, all I'm saying is that this is it's like all really interesting and cool. It's just that when you're talking about the past, you can't use the same conceptual ideas that you talk about with the present, mm-hmm. and you can't use those for the future either because. The what it is that you're trying to do and what's possible are completely different for those three scenarios because the future is not controllable, right? Only the present is, right? And the present is a function of the past, right? But the past is a thing that happened, right? So it doesn't matter how wildly improbable the fact that you exist is because that's irrelevant, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, that was true until you were born and now you exist now and now probabilities don't matter because that's in the past and things only happen one way in the past, right? The past is the past is the choice, Right. The past is the collection of choices that got made by the universe as you as you move along, and the future is the possible choices that could be made that you don't know yet. Uh, That's where probability. I'm I'm, I'm I'm unconvinced, but I think we need to go. I think we need to go into questions. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, there's nothing to be unconvinced because to me, this is just a practical matter of how do you treat the. Well, it's a de- I think it's definitions. I think it's a definitions problem because when I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about probabilities, so like if I if I roll a dice, you're saying like okay, there's like a uh, one in six chance that any side of the dice comes up, right? Mm-hmm. Except for a dice rolled in a vacuum and so on and so forth. Sh- sure, yeah. So I so I roll the dice and I get a five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the thing that you're saying is that actually like is that I could have gotten any of those numbers, and yeah. it's and and it's like so before you rolled the dice, there was a one in six chance that you got, would get a five, right? And then you rolled, well, yeah. It. Now you right. got a five. It doesn't make sense to talk about it as probability anymore, because now, because otherwise you'd be like, "Oh, there's a hundred percent chance that I got a would get a that I would have gotten a five, right? Which is true. Yeah. And what, I, what I'm talking about is 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 the difference between is between predicting the future and and the actual future, right? Yeah. Because the prediction comes from probabilities, which is to say, based on the information we have, uh, these are the possible outcomes and the chances that each one will happen, right? Um, but yeah, one my, of my them point is, is going this, to is, this is like. Well, yeah, but we don't know. And that's the whole point is it doesn't matter, right? right? We right. just – we don't need to talk about the past in terms of probability because it already happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We yes. need to talk about the future in terms of probability because it hasn't happened yet. Because we don't – right. Because right. we and don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's but, that's, but, it's, but it's about knowledge versus – it's about imperfect knowledge versus fact, right? Because if I rolled a dice and I'm going to get a five, then I'm going to get a five even though the probability was a one in six chance of that happening. Uh, we don't know that that was going to happen because of chaos, Right. But like that's what that's what will happen. So my point is just that the future and the past require different ways of like understanding them because they're not the same kind of thing. And when you talk about determinism as like this thing will happen in the future, all you're saying is that at some point that will be the past and it will have happened one way, right? And that's all true. Mm-hmm. That's all true. It's just you know what do you do with that? Well, nothing in particular. <laughs> well, I, th- right. I think what you, I think what you do that I think what you do with it is it's a demonstration that. That because everything is self-referential, mm-hmm. it's back to this like sensitive dependence on initial conditions, right? Yeah. So like, so like when I rolled the dice, there's a million things, or potentially a, like a quadrillion things that are going to influence what number comes up on that dice. Like all the different atoms and molecules, and the way that I rolled it, and like the the firing of electrons in my in my muscles as I rolled it slight air perturbations in the room, whatever it is, right? It's like, but also like as the dice is moving, the dice itself is also influencing those things, mm-hmm. right? Like if the, if I roll a dice on a table and the table starts vibrating, 
uh, does that affect how the dice moves? Yeah, it does, right? And so even something as simple as a dice roll has so many self-referential variables in it um, that all depend on the start, but also depend on themselves as they keep going, that it, it is 100% unknowable, right? Like what the, what is going to come up. And so that's where like the probabilities come in, like you're talking about, Adam, which mm-hmm. is that you have to use probabilities to talk about what you think is going to happen because there's just, there's no, no conceivable way to, to do it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, then the, and then otherwise the takeaway is that, is that everything that can happen and as things are happening, right, are influencing all the other things that can happen. And so the whole thing, everything's influencing everything, which is then what causes chaos, which, right? Which is why it's so impossible to know yeah. what's going to happen and, tomorrow. And the, further you, yeah, and the further you move from in time, from some state uh, into some future state, um, the more the more those systems has, have had time to interact with each other, right, and cause you know, chain, in effect, infinite chain reactions, right? That influence every other thing. And so the further you look forward, the less you ever get to say like, oh yeah, me, cho- me choosing to do this thing was good or bad or whatever for this specific long-term outcome, right? Yeah. The further you go out, the less you can say about it. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that point though of like plans not being useless because they, they, a, a pl- what a plan is doing is you attempting to define your current conditions, right? And what you want some future condition to be, and then yeah. and then coming up with a series of things or collection of things that would have to happen to make that be true, mm-hmm. right? And the the further you're kicking that out in time, the higher level that has to be, right? Yeah, the closer. Which is why when a time, which, is, which is why when a studio says, "Hey, we're launching our game next year," mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it maybe. Yep. Maybe, but also, but it's not, yeah, but, but if like, if they must for some reason, then what that means is that if they do, then the game that they made to cause that to happen is different than the one they would have made if they were right. allowed to launch whenever they wanted to, mm-hmm. or, you know, because the they're going to cut features and crunch and do all these different things yeah. to make that be the date as well, opposed yeah. to. And we've been talking about this too, actually, because this question of like, okay, if, if, uh, if one of us spends a week doing some biz dev opportunity, right. Instead of working on Crashlands 2. Does that mean that we've delayed Crashlands 2 by like, you know, our share of a week's worth of time going into it or whatever, right? So by a third of a week, basically, right? And, uh, and the answer is no. The answer is we've changed, we've changed the game. The game is now going to be something different than it otherwise mm-hmm. would have been. And some We've shuffled way. an already shuffled deck yep, of we've cards. We've shuffled an already shuffled deck. But we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Because if we think about like when we, like, like when we had to – the thing that caused us to launch into early access was – the sudden announcement of for, for Levelhead was a sudden announcement of Mario Maker, right? And uh, and so that so there was a time constraint mm-hmm. on there, right? We didn't yeah. have what we wanted to launch, right? So the reason we launched the game, the reason the game is what it is today, is because of the features that we cut and the changes we made to hit that deadline, right? And if you go back further, the reason that it was in the state that it was in there was because also of the deals that we had made leading up to that with our business partners. Actually, that happened later. Yeah. So the final yeah, launch, actually, on the other side of that, the, the random inputs we got, you know, from early access that that dictated whether we did or did not do certain things, whether we pulled out certain core original ideas about how the game was supposed to work, and so on. Uh, those are all because of because of those interactions that all come, you know piled on top of each other, and then each one of us was like absent for yeah. a week or two trying Which to like, is, get a business deal going yeah. or whatever, and then and the end result is is that we still got the game out. Roughly when it was going to come out, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because it kind of needed to, because we were running out of money, right? So, so like that was going to have to happen, and the game just was what it was because of whatever happened before. But 
Was it shorter? I don't know. Was it longer? That's actually still possible. Mm-hmm. Was we have it? No idea. All we know is that it was different than it otherwise would have been. You know, we have no way of knowing. Yep. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So we got one uh, question from Blonde Viking ninety one last week, right? Uh, so this is the one from last week, which we said, and then we, we can probably leave off with a you know another cliffhanger. Yes, to it this week. Uh, so. Uh, this question comes from Blonde Viking ninety one, who says, "Have you gotten any five star, one star reviews? You know, the opposite of I played for a thousand hours, wouldn't recommend one star. So I guess this would be someone who gave it five stars, but clearly didn't like the game based on their actions. I guess. So the question here is: is what about the opposite, right? So somebody who clearly didn't like the thing, but still gave it five uh, stars. That's one of my favorite cases. Is is when. Is looking at a one star review that for me is actually gives it gives the impression of a five star rating, right? It's a it's a one star rating that creates the impression of five star. You're like I'm the opposite of this person, if and they hated it because they're, they're measuring it against because right, they're because the thing is they're measuring it against themselves, and if they reveal because yeah. if, if they if a, if a person in the review whatever the review is whatever the thing is they're reviewing does a good enough job of revealing to you the the units they're using, the measurement system, right, which is themselves. If they do a good enough job of doing that, that's actually what's, what allows you to evaluate their evaluation, mm-hmm. right, and to figure out what that means. Yeah. And so so these things where you have these – because there was also what we saw recently. We were looking at a, at a restaurant to go to when our, when our dads are coming up this this weekend. And, uh, and there was just – it was such a – Oh, I think that was like the one. Troll. That was the one I think. Was that the one yeah. you're thinking of? Yeah, it's for this restaurant where, where the the guy just told this story of basically like just how much of an asshole he was, right? Where he was because like the, a, literally the last story was something a, like a it was sort of a perfectly fine dining experience is what the story was. Yeah, but it was like but it was like but he was mad because they didn't have uh, Budweiser beers, so he was like mad that that wasn't an option, right? And yeah. then uh, and then he and then he and at the very end, like the last thing he said was that his wife had a great time, uh, like and actually loved it. But you know, restaurants are supposed to serve not just the wife or some some in hilariously horrible thing like that. It's like so, the, but the whole the whole review is like that, just like top to bottom, and like and it even had the whole like <laughs> the whole like tropey stuff of like him him mentioning the the uh, millennial wait staff or whatever, you know. Yeah, and it was like, and like, like the, just the whole thing where it just felt like a perfectly crafted satirical yeah piece, you know. And, uh, and, but it was like, but it was still good. Cause it was like each of the things that he hit, I was like, yeah, like that's, that's a thing that I want though. Right. You know, like I want to, each of his complaints serves craft. Yeah. It was a yeah. pro. You know? He's like, like all they, all they have is an amazing curated selection of craft beers and imports. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, yep. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. That's what I want. Yeah. It was very, it's far more common to get a, what is a, uh, a visible one star review that is, that is actually, uh, saying all of the things well, about think- the game that are good. Than yeah. it is. I can't think of a. I can think of one. Okay. I can think of a. I can think of a five star review that actually is bad, uh, or that or that indicates that the person actually didn't like it. Which is the classic family and friends reviewing the thing when you first launched it, right? And it's not that it's bad. They don't say bad things about it. They just don't say things about it, right? Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, they'd be like, oh. The art's real good, you know, five stars. Like, you could tell that the person reviewing the game actually has no interest in it. And they don't really like it that mm-hmm. much, right? They were looking and for they, something nice to say for some reason. Yeah. They haven't, or yeah, they haven't put the time in. So they may have like 10 minutes into the game, five minutes into the game, and they give it five stars because it's not about the game at that point, right? 
because uh, I think it's it's often the case that yeah, if, if somebody doesn't like it, either they express that and give it a one star review, or they just wander off. Right. And the only reason that somebody would give a game that they don't like a good review is because if they feel that they're trying to like boost the success of the game because of some other, you know, some other unrelated thing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a full on inverse of the of the one of a person giving it one star, but what they say is in effect a five star, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've right. So you're, so you're saying you haven't seen somebody recommend a game that they clearly hated, right? <laughs> or or just leave five stars but only say a bad thing. So I think that's that's the universe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I don't I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever. Well, seen if that. Blonde Viking has one, send it to the to the podcast at bscotch.net account so we can see this because I got, I feel like if I once I see one, maybe I'll be able to kind of pick out the the pattern. But I feel like I can't quite figure out what the shape of it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but it, well, well, I, I do if think if it's common, it must be common in some sort of uninteresting way. Otherwise, we would have like that would also be one of the sort of tropes that we know about, you know. But the the one where yeah, someone someone leaves a one star review but only has basically good things to say, right? Uh, is but but they have like the one thing, the minor, or they thing. have they have bad they have things to hours, say, right? but they are yeah, they're like things that you will only experience once your entire life has been consumed by the game for five years, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like. I've been playing this game literally every day for five whole years. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's starting to get boring. You know, <laughs> would not recommend. <laughs> it's yep. like, well, I mean, I don't know what that means. Uh, all right. So we're going to, we're going to read the next question. We're going to leave it at that. And we're going to pick that up next week. All right. All right. So uh, next question is from Woland77, who says, now that you've gone completely remote for your studio, do you think you'll stay in St. Louis? It no. It no longer really matters where you are to do your work. Do you ever think about relocating yourselves or the studio? If you still think physical space matters, are you still willing to stand up for St. Louis as a good place to live? You have championed it in the past. Ooh. Okay. Right. Like I said, this is a very applicable question to to our situation, which you know, we'll talk about in the next episode. So uh, that is all the time we have for this week. We would like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Coster, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net. We have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the archives. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next Goodbye. week. Goodbye.